Welcome to the 1000 Hours Outside podcast. My name is Ginny Urich. I'm the founder of 1000 Hours Outside, and I'm so excited to bring a wonderful guest, a funny guest, a fantastic guest, heartwarming guest to you today, Emily Mara. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for asking me to be on. I'm so excited about this. I've been following for a long time, and if you don't know, Emily is the star of the show over at Really Very Crunchy, which is just exploded on all sorts of platforms, on TikTok, on YouTube, on Instagram. She has an awesome newsletter that she puts out every month. You are just cornering the market here on crunchy (laughs) comedy, crunchy comedy. So tell us, what is crunchy comedy? Crunchy comedy. Well, so crunchy is kind of living, you know, the natural life. Granola, I guess, is where the word came from. And it can be sort of a heavy topic because you're trying to make all these choices that are better for your health. And sometimes it gets a little awkward when other people aren't focused on making those kinds of choices. And so I noticed in my life there were a lot of really uncomfortable situations And I had a couple crunchy friends who it sort of felt sometimes like they were trying to out crunch each other at times, you know, like, well, I'm doing the best for my family. And it just was like all hilarious to me. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we started this platform because we're like, this is a really heavy topic and the space is kind of heavy and it leans a little judgmental. So let's lighten it up a little bit. Yeah. So that's what we've done. Yeah, it's just been such a hit. It's so funny. I was watching some of your YouTube videos and they're longer. So if people are interested in more of your content, the YouTube, and I was laughing, my husband's like, what are you laughing at? You know, like, I think when you become an adult, you don't even laugh out loud all that much. I know. But they're so surprising. So let's back up a little bit with your story because I love your story with you and Jason. And it just reminds you of you never know where life's going to go, that you do things and you have these foundations, these experiences that you have, and they may lead to other things. So tell us your story about Jason. He was doing video work before in his job. Yes. And then how you how that wove into where you're at now. Like, how far back do you want me to go? <laughs> as far back as you want to go. I mean, you said it 15 years, 10 years he was doing video work for other companies? Well, so we used to live in South Korea. Yeah, we lived in South Korea and we just made funny videos for our family back home. And then he continued to sort of make videos just about our lives a little bit. And he was a journalist for a local newspaper making like $12 an hour. And we're like, okay, we got to find something else. This isn't really working out. (laughs) So um, he went in for an interview to be an air conditioning salesman because we had a friend who was doing that. Seemed like it was working out all right for him. So uh, he went into the interview and he just happened to show his boss like, hey, we made YouTube videos when we were over in South Korea. And the guy was like, could you do that for our company? And Jason was like, yeah, sure. So they hired him to be like the videographer for this Mm -hmm. national company, um, Mr. Cool Air Conditioning. So then like he sort of got a taste of creating comedy in that job. And he asked me to help him write stuff. And it was like forcing him to be creative. Well, Mm -hmm. he wanted to pursue that a little bit more because he saw through his job working with content creators on all these platforms, like they can make an income doing that. And so he decided, well, maybe we should give that a try because I know how to make videos. And Mm -hmm. so he asked me if I'd be willing to make crunchy mom videos. And I said, sure. And so we just kind of 
went for it. And we had to figure out like our best methods, I guess. We started on our phone because it's a little more sticky is what he calls it. Like it looks real. So people want to watch it, but Mm -hmm. the quality, we didn't enjoy that. So then he went up to his camera and we were worried that that was going to hurt our views, but it seems to have worked out just fine. You have worked out. I mean, you have, do you know how many views it's million, 8 million for the, just for one video, 1 billion. One billion. Is that right? I think so. I can't even comprehend that number. <laughs> you had a billion views in 2022. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it worked out fine. It worked out fine. And Jason is always like, he's he loves the stats on YouTube. He's like constantly telling me all these stats. <laughs> and I've been watched something for like hundreds of years. Like if you just had my videos comprehensively, how much people are viewing my videos, it's hundreds of years just end to end. I don't know. Like I, it's hard wow. for me to think about that. Yeah. And it just really cracks me up. I am constantly being viewed. Constantly, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And people are seeing you out in public. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's been an interesting, uh, that's been really weird because I'm seriously just a regular mom. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have connections or was I wasn't anybody. I mean, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm just a regular person and people don't notice regular people at the grocery store or wherever they go. And now it's like, I never know when someone's going <laughs> to kind of trick you, make right? Sure what I'm doing is on brand. Oh my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Eyes are everywhere. Cameras are everywhere. What a story. And then you have a book deal now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is incredible. You have a book coming out with Harper Collins. Is that right? Harper Collins. Mm-hmm. Zondervan is an imprint of Harper Collins. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. So, coming out with Harper Collins uh, almost a year from when we're recording this. So, it's coming out spring of 2024. And I know that pre sales come out about six months ahead of time. So, that's something that people can be looking for. What's the book about? And it's two books. So, tell us about the books. So the trade book, the uh, the book through HarperCollins for adults. I don't know. I don't know all the lingo, Jenny. So Jason's <laughs> always like the trade book. I'm like, yeah, okay. The one for big people. <laughs> yeah. I do think that that is not common nomenclature. Like I think when you would say a trade book, they probably wouldn't know what that is because I didn't know what that was. Yeah, I didn't either. So it's, yeah, it's a book for adults. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's one for adults and one for kids. So it is called Really Very Crunchy, How to Remove Toxins from Your Life Without Adding Them to Your Personality. And so it is basically a beginner's guide to the crunchy life. And it's very comedic. And I want to keep it light and funny, but sort of opening people's eyes into becoming more health-minded. So mm-hmm. do you want me to say that sentence again? Because I really- No, no, I okay. like that sentence. It's interesting to try and put it into words. I think that your take on it is so wise and really profound because it is important, right? But also we don't want to burden ourselves and we don't want to be right. judgmental. It's really a tricky balance. And so what a great topic for a book that can reach a lot of audiences and just start the conversations, broach the topics. Then we think some of the changes can be small, like the right. bookie water possibly right. could be a small, you know, there's some of them that could be small. And then some are, I think, a little bit more in depth, but it's right. fun to start and fun to learn. And then I'm curious how then you turn this into a kid's book. What's a kid's book about? So the kids book is, it's not about being crunchy. It is sort of an inspiration to children about like infusing everyday activities with imaginative play. 
So it's called Imagine If. We're kind of working on the subtitle right now. We haven't totally figured it out, but I think it's going to be Imagine If Little Helpers, Big Imaginations or something like that. And so it's sort of just about like everyday rhythms, everyday tasks, infusing those with imaginative play. I love it. I cannot wait. If people want to follow along so they know what's going on, they can sign up for your newsletter which is a fantastic. I love it. It comes out once a month. There's giveaways in there. So you go to reallyveryCrunchy.com and it's super easy. That's really the only thing when you go there is how to sign up for the newsletter. So it's easy to do and that helps because then you know what's going on and there's extra content. Like I said, giveaways, big news, exclusive videos, behind the scenes things. So that's a fun thing. Okay. So let's talk about the videos. I found out about you because there was one that there was been a couple 1000 hours outside has slipped in and (laughs) It's made me second guess myself a little bit because <laughs> you're kind of like, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, you get this video and you're like, okay, <laughs> you don't, you never really know how people view you. You know how life goes like that. You don't really sure. know. So then, so the one, the very first one that I saw and people sent it to me, so many people sent it over was you were leaving instructions. And I don't know, do you remember all of the videos that you've done? There's been so many. That's a question I have. I, re- I think I mentioned you in my very first video, wow. my very first one. I was getting rid of the kids' Christmas presents. Yes, the foraging yes. bag. Yeah, yes. so there's that one. Yeah, I just, I was looking, I watched that one on YouTube, actually. But yeah, you're getting rid of the presents. <laughs> That's a great one, the foraging bag for 1,000 hours outside. <laughs> but the one that a ton of people sent me was when you were leaving instructions for the babysitter, and you're leaving this instruction and that instruction, and <laughs> then you say, make sure you log the 1,000 hours outside or whatever, the hours for 1,000 hours outside. And then it pans over and it's for your dog. <laughs> but like, there's so many surprise elements. And ironically, our youngest daughter and your dog have the same names. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm so sorry. We have a Winnie. No, I actually had her watch just the other day. I was like, honey, I was like, look at this beautiful dog. And then it said Winnie and she loved it. <laughs> so people were sending. So you just you hit a ton of topics. And are there topics that, this is another thing I'm curious about, are there topics that you like, I'm not going to go there? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) So I really, I don't want to alienate anyone. So I do try to keep it pretty light. Yeah. And I have made mention of a few things that I'm like, maybe I don't need to mention that again. Because I just want everyone to be able to enjoy my content. I don't care where you are on the political spectrum or where you fall on vaccines or anything like that. That's none of my business. It's really none of your business, what I choose. Like, I try to keep it really neutral and my platform's not about those things. Well, it's a tricky, I guess you kind of alluded to at the very beginning, it's a tricky one to be neutral about. So one Mm -hmm. of the ones, and then you just throw the things in there. So then you're like, well, do we talk about it? Do we talk about chemtrails? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. No, it's like, do we talk about sunscreen? I mean, it's just, it really is a tricky is a tricky thing because you kind of want to be able to talk about it. But then on the other hand, like you said, then it is, it can be very polarizing. So, okay, let's not do chemtrails. Let's do. (laughs) I mean, you can talk to me about chemtrails, but I honestly, truthfully, I don't know much about chemtrails. So Mm -hmm. like I can read all these things that people are like, well, weather seeding is real and yada, yada. And I'm like, okay, but I don't really believe that the government's trying to control our minds. Like, I get really wary of 
menacing plans, like mm. massive menacing plans, because I just think people aren't able to keep secrets very well. So mm-hmm. if there was like this huge plan, then I don't know, maybe you don't want to put that in there. Maybe I'm polarizing people by saying that. This is a great, this is a great one. I mean, it's coming. All the podcast interviews are coming. It's, it's interesting to know what to say and what not to say. And I kind of fall where you fall too, which is like, look, we're trying to get kids outside and people live a lot of different types of lives. And right. that's the main thing. But the problem is, is that there really are these topics that go along with what you're passionate about that right. people have really staunch views on. And then they're kind of weird. So for example, I'm going to give this as an example because I've never talked about it on here, but this seems like a safe spot. Uh, I read a blog post years and years ago. And I think with a crunchy lifestyle, a lot of times it's just like, this person says this and it leads you to look into that. And it's mm-hmm. sort of like this path, right? So I mm-hmm. read this blog post where this person said that they took fish oil in the morning and mm-hmm. that helped keep their skin from burning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like that seems great. It's not anti-sunscreen, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's pro- not burning your skin. I don't know. Right. Right. So, okay. So I read it and we're not super fair skinned. Um, My husband is, but my kids are not. So I tried it. We take fish oil. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, you had, (laughs) we don't take the cod liver. You had a great video about that (laughs) because we bought that chocolate flavor. Pretty awful. It's so gross. It is so bad. You were like, I'll give you a treat after fermented garlic and honey. (laughs) But we buy this stuff. It probably wouldn't even fall to crunchy because it's got xylitol or something in it. I don't know even what that is. But it's a fish oil and it tastes pretty good. And it really does help keep our skin from burning. Mm -hmm. And so I've posted about it. Well, then I have people that I've never heard of that have never posted before that don't have even real accounts that Mm -hmm. I'm like hundreds and hundreds of comments that are like, showing these very grotesque and uh, incredibly sharp images of their skin cancer. And like, well, where are you coming from? Like, who are you? And why do you have no friends on your profile? What is going on here? And you've never commented here before. They come in droves. So Mm -hmm. is this weird? It feels menacing. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, you know? So then I'm like, okay, maybe I'll shy away from that topic. But then on the other hand, it is sort of an important topic because Mm -hmm. if you're going to be outside that much, maybe you're weathering your body with chemicals. And also I do think that the way that our skin reacts to the sun tells our body, maybe it's been too much. It's time to go in the shade. Mm -hmm. So then we lose those internal cues, right? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm off. Chemtrails were off. Let's go on to, okay, let's do bare feet Moving past sunscreen. (laughs) Yes. Okay. How about- I've got a video on it. You can just scroll back. (laughs) Okay. How about, so what's in there? You went there. You went for the sunscreen. I did go there and I got a lot of hate for it. I did. So it's the same kind of situation. And it's so funny because I'm not even saying don't wear sunscreen. I'm just saying, do try this. Right. do try you can protect your skin from the inside out right i think coconut oil does the same thing it has to do with that people can research i I don't ever talk about it anymore (laughs) sometimes i'm like man i am a wuss (laughs) i can't take it well i've told you before this started that like my platform would be nothing without jason because he does all of the technology and all that kind of stuff but also he's like a little more gutsy than I am. So we'll make a video or something. I'll be like, oh, I don't know. I don't think we should post that. And he's like, do it. 
we got to do it. He really like, he likes to stir the pot, you know, and I'm very much like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Let's all just be happy, you know? Uh, So it's been really interesting people kind of coming at me because I am very, I'm like the least controversial person in real life. Like I don't Mm. actually go up to tell people all the things that they're doing wrong or, you know, Mm -hmm. and I sort of mentioned that in my book, like, let's try to be kind in our interactions with others. It's not all about educating everybody all the time. You can make choices for your family without feeling like you need to preach at other people and Mm -hmm. that's okay. But I feel like that might be a little confusing to people when they watch my videos. Like I've sort of lucked out in a way because I don't have to be controversial because people make assumptions about me and some of them are correct, you know, before they meet me. Um, But then I've also, I've met new friends and they're like, yeah, I can't watch your content now that I know you in real life because I don't know what's real. (laughs) And so that, that, I mean, (laughs) what a great life pros and cons. Yeah. 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 There are, there's pros and cons. And I think that's, a total sidebar, but there are pros and cons to having a lot of people seeing what you're doing and a lot of people seeing what you're posting. But I think that to start the conversation is great. That's what I think, because at the very least, you need to know about the different things. And I think that was part of my story is that I didn't even realize what was out there. And and you only get to parent once. You only get this Mm -hmm. one chance. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if there's something that you can do, there was something recently we can try and improve your eyesight. Like, I never heard of that. So, If there's something out there and you don't know that it exists, then it's good to be made aware and then whatever choice you make, Mm -hmm. you make. So I like that. Can I just say this? That is one huge part about getting outside is that that develops a part of your eyesight. I'm sure you've read about that. Like the, it inhibits nearsightedness or something. What is it, Jenny? What is it? Myopia. They say that half half of the entire world population will have myopia, nearsightedness by 2050. And it's because there's a couple reasons, but one of the reasons is that your eyes are always constricted when they're inside. So when you're reading, when you're doing your homeschool, I mean, all of those types of things, if you're doing book work at regulars, Mm -hmm. anything, they're constricted inside because it's a short range of field and they're even constricted when you sleep. And so Mm. the only way to let your eyes relax is to have a long range of field of vision. And so it only happens when you go outside. Yeah, that's awesome. So we have people that are never releasing those eye muscles. It's called the ciliary ring. It's never releasing because they're only outside for a couple minutes a day, not outside at all. Same for the kids. And they have those rods and cones in their eyes that are still being shaped till they're seven or eight. So Mm -hmm. that, that, I mean, just for that one reason alone, it really makes a difference to get outside just for the eyesight. How much research do you do? That's something I'm curious about too. Well, if I stumble on a topic, I mean, I feel like a lot of my content is just regurgitating what I've learned from other people, you know? Mm -hmm. So I do like, I listen to podcasts and I read books and, but I probably do the same amount of research as any mom, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. you hear something and so then you're like, huh, I want to know more about that. And so then you just do a little search. I've had to do a lot of research for my book though, a lot more than probably the average person because Mm -hmm. sometimes I would like say something in my book and then I'd be like, wait, I probably need to look that up to make sure that that's actually true and like read some research articles about it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so um, I don't know. Do you want me to give you like a minutes per day? How much? (laughs) 
Well, I was just curious about that. I mean, it's an interesting thing. So if you're learning about, let's say you're learning, let's say you you use, you use make kombucha and you mm-hmm. make sauerkraut and you have all these fermented things. And I had a mm-hmm. friend who brought kombucha on all of the hikes. That's what she put in her kids' water bottles. Mm-hmm. I kind of remember that they were plastic water bottles. So Uh-oh. I don't know if that takes away all the benefits, but <laughs> that's what she would have instead of water. So then if you're trying to explain why is that good for your gut microbiome that kind of thing is that what you're researching or do you kind of already know it all i sort of already know that but just because of life experience it's like when we lived in south korea they ate kimchi with every single meal because it's a fermented product so it's got like all this bacteria that's good for your gut like that's what the microbiome is it's all this the varied bacteria and your Mm -hmm. gut like controls your immune system, basically. And so you want all that varied bacteria, but I am not a doctor. So, you know, sometimes I'm like, wait, am I saying these words? And I didn't uh, <laughs> trade book. What? I don't know. <laughs> Microbiome. You've lived a lot of places. There was yeah. a list of places, South Korea, Nebraska, Texas, California, Wisconsin, Kentucky, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then we lived in an RV for a year, just kind of traveling. Oh, you've done cool stuff. It's neat to see someone in these small snippets. And then I think this is so cool that you have this book coming out and that people will get to know this other side. I don't know if you want that or not, but (laughs) it's a cool life experience. You've been all over the place and just goes along with that story of these different life experiences that we have lead to other things. And I wanted to say, so one of my favorite videos Well, there's, okay, here's the thing about the videos. There's so so many surprises. So it's really brilliant. And I was watching one recently where you're taking your nature journals to the library and you're trying to see if the library will take your nature journals and they won't. And so you're putting them up, you're putting them up anyway. Anyway, and you're just barefoot. (laughs) So like there's little things that you can miss. So how do these conversations go with Jason? Are you talking down to that? level of detail are you barefoot in all your videos except one i think i am barefoot in all of my videos and i look back at that one and i'm like what was i doing (laughs) no but i have people message me about the barefoot thing a lot and then like people see me in public and they're like oh i'm disappointed you're wearing shoes or i feel like i have to apologize that i'm wearing shoes because they've never (laughs) seen that (laughs) what kind of shoes do you wear uh, I wear barefoot, wide toe box shoes. I'm not loyal to a specific brand. Actually, a lot of brands have let me down with their quality. So I'm not going to go into, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to promote anyone exactly specifically. And I don't want to tear down their business either. But I'm also the type of person who has one pair of shoes. Like I just wear one pair of shoes with everything. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I really wear shoes in public is because I don't know what's on that floor. You know, people walk <laughs> in pesticide laden lawns and go in the public bathroom and what are they mopping the floors with? You know, like I really don't want my feet on that. So really I'd rather be wearing shoes. Yeah. It was confusing though. People see you, they'd be like, "Hmm, is that really Emily? Uh I don't, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So all those little things, the little details. Mm -hmm. So we don't really, I mean, Jason, a lot of times he will help me come up with dialogue. Like, how would you respond to this if I was doing that? In the beginning, I wrote everything by myself. And if you scroll back, the videos really aren't as entertaining. So, uh, Mm. like, I think it's good to have that dynamic in there between he and I. And, um, I mean, 
I don't think we have to even think about all the little details because I really am a crunchy person. So I really do wear natural fibers and I really do try to get outside as much as I possibly can and be barefoot as much as I possibly can. So I just like think about, okay, what would I do? Because that's what I'm doing. So, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it just kind of flows. But I mean, they're funny because like the end when you scroll to the dog, I mean, it's just, it's surprising. And a lot of them are like that. So that... I mean, Mm -hmm. that's an element of comedy is subverting expectations. And so Mm -hmm. that if you keep an eye out for that, then you will notice that's sort of a theme in our videos is we kind of want to make that little surprise because Mm -hmm. it's just tends to be funny to people. So, and really our goal is to entertain people. That is what we want to do. We are not pushing an agenda. And that drives me crazy that people think I'm like trying to lure people in to some greater plan. I'm like, really? If you saw our writing sessions, because we try to put out videos quite frequently. Right now, Mm -hmm. it's every other day. Last year, it was every single day. I mean, there were times that I was like, let's come up with, let's come with a video. You know, and like, I would just do something and Jason would film it. Like there's a terrible video of me cleaning a window. Jason's like, I don't think people are going to get this, Emily, that you're like cleaning the window over and over because it just keeps getting dirty. I don't know, but let's just make it because maybe someone will laugh. That's Mm -hmm. really what we're about. We're just trying to make people laugh. And I happen to know things about the crunchy lifestyle so Mm -hmm. I can make comedy based on that. Yeah. So everyone wants to start their year off on the right foot. And for me, that means making sure I'm eating well and have enough energy to do everything I want to do. But I'm not going to run to the butcher every day to get a fresh cut of quality meat. That's why Good Chop is such a lifesaver for our family. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. Their products are vacuum sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want. We had a somewhat last minute get together recently, and it was so incredibly convenient to just head to the freezer and pull out a couple bags of Good Chops hamburger patties to whip up some burgers quickly. They were so delicious. Besides being delicious, it's important to know it won't cost you a fortune either. Good Chops price per meal starts at just $3.74. Go to goodchop.com slash outside120 and use code outside120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code outside120 at goodchop.com slash outside120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com slash outside120 code outside120. When the skies open up while others seek shelter, I embrace the rain. Heading to my favorite hike, the raindrops are like a soothing melody, and my vessies ensure each step is dry and comfortable, turning a simple outing into a rather delightful experience. Whenever my kids and I are stepping into a great outdoors adventure, I love wearing Vessi's Stormburst boots to capture the beauty of springtime landscapes. Their robust style is perfect for our nature excursions, adding a little dash of elegance to our outdoor explorations. This spring, Transform how you view wet weather with Vessi. Their Dymatex technology makes their shoes not just waterproof, but a stylish barrier against rain and puddles. Whether it's a sudden downpour or a planned seaside walk, Vessi shoes ensure your feet stay dry and comfortable. Embrace the essence of spring with Vessi. 
From chic city walks to adventurous treks, find the perfect pair for your lifestyle at Vessi.com slash outside and enjoy an automatic 15% off your first order upon checkout. That's V-E-S-S-I dot com slash outside for 15% off your first order. Yeah, and I think it helps people connect. Those are the type of videos that you send, you know, you send to your friend because mm-hmm. either they're like that or you're like that and it helps them understand you better mm-hmm. and or just funny. And there's one, if people look on your YouTube channel, which has so many followers and there's a bunch of videos on there, but uh, almost 600,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel. There's one where you show an old video that you and Jason, it's a real video, right? For Mr. Cool. Mm-hmm. I love that video and it has it. It has that element of surprise. It's so funny. We're just like slamming each other. And then it it's a commercial. So it's short and yeah. it ends with, I, lo- I love you. <laughs> it's so funny because it's so cutthroat. <laughs> uh, before he posted that. So that was before I was crunchy, though. I will say my hair was naturally dark like that. I don't know what happened. My hair looks like I dyed it black in that video. Oh, interesting. After I had my son, my hair color changed like super dark with my hormones. I don't know. It was weird. Anyway, it was before I was crunchy and I looked at our plates and I think we're eating like corn and fried chicken. It was probably homemade fried chicken, but I'm not sure. (laughs) And so I was like, I don't know if you can post that. (laughs) Oh, it's great. It's really cool to see the progression. I think it really shows sort of where you came from and and how you got here. And I, I loved it. I thought that was a really funny one. And just the same thing, that subverting expectation ends. You're not expecting that at all. One of the ones I love is about the boob out. There's one. The lip gloss, <laughs> the yes. lip color. Yes, is that true? It is true. It really is. Tell us. It really is, Jenny. And I have probably told that to too many people. Um, <laughs> I've told it to random people too, just like that. And the faces I get are like, oh, okay, I'll have to look into that later. (laughs) Yeah, you really should. Okay, so for people who haven't seen the video, what is true? So your best lip color is you match it to the color of your nipple. (laughs) Who's listening to this? Should I? I don't know. I need to check with my publisher. Is this okay for me to say? (laughs) It's in the book. It's not in the book. And I'm not wearing a lip color right now. There's a ton of boob talk in because it's it's the, the breastfeeding is a big thing. And mm-hmm. our kids nurse mm-hmm. till way longer. I actually remember long before I had kids, I had a, one of my best friends and we said, if if your child can ask to nurse, they're too old. So <laughs> that was my prevailing thought. And then we were at a church service during COVID. We went to um, just like the smaller church for a while because everything was shut down. And mm-hmm. it was in this barn but it was a really small room i mean like the size of people's living rooms you're kind of packed in there which probably doesn't sound great for covid but it is what it is and so we're packed and so we always sat in the back and it was there's no kids area you're with your family and you bring a ton of things for your kids to do to try and keep in my <laughs> yeah winnie winnie was probably two or Anyway, she just kept going, mommy, can I nurse? <laughs> the whole service was like, we can't go back to this church. We're out. <laughs> but the, that is one of the crunchy things is that it's this extended breastfeed. And so mm-hmm. one of my favorite videos is the camping moms. There's mm-hmm. like three different camping moms mm-hmm. and the glamorous camping mom, the rich, whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> she asked for the wet nurse. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I don't even think people use that phrase anymore. But I just thought that was so funny. I think people, I, I think, I think it's coming back, Jenny. I think it's coming back. I think. You do? I think I would have been a good wet nurse. I thought about it. <laughs> like when I had all these babies and I was like, if someone could just pay me to do this. <laughs> Great. I would be a terrible wet nurse. I barely make enough for my kids. I mean, I exclusively breastfed, but it was like. Isn't it interesting? Yeah, mine was like squirt across the room. So I feel like I was born in the wrong era. I could have made a career out of that. And it's coming back. I'm going to be too old. (laughs) I don't know. Someone told me once that they had a friend who's through some crazy situation, the grandmother ended up inducing breastfeeding and the grandmother breastfed the baby. I don't know how it all worked out, but you never know. See, there's hope. You never know. I didn't know it was coming back. I mean, I don't want to like, I don't want to make that declaration. I just heard it was coming back. Okay. Well, that's something um, I can research. I'm interested. Oh, okay. Let's talk about, this is something that's an actual thing, um, which is, My journey is that I knew nothing. I mean, let me just say, I knew none of the things. And then actually a series of disasters, I had two cesarean sections, led me to needing to have a home birth because Mm -hmm. that's my story. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to be limited on the amount of kids that we could have because of cesarean section. Mm -hmm. And after you have two, then they don't let you try to have a vaginal birth after that. And then sometimes they say you have too much scar tissue. It's not the same Mm -hmm. for everyone, but Mm -hmm. maybe you can only have three or whatever kids. So that Mm -hmm. was our story. And I went to this midwife and I was like, whoa, I didn't know anything. She was like, you can make this salve. I'm like, I don't know what that word is. How do you spell it? I'm trying to look it up. You can make tea. I wouldn't be microwaving my tea, you know, my like pregnancy herbal tea. She was like, no, you can't do that. And just, I didn't know one thing, but, and then she would talk about natural fibers. Like when the baby is born, she was like, you need to make sure that they wear natural fibers. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. What do you mean? So, but that, that is one of the things that's an interesting thing to talk about. And you talk about it in your videos, wool and linens. And Mm -hmm. so let's just talk about that in Mm -hmm. general for people as a good topic and the fast fashion. So you have a great video. (laughs) You have a great video about being at the mall. You're like, this is a mall (laughs) (laughs) to the kids. You plug your nose while you walk through the fragrance section. But Uh what kind of clothes are good for kids, for families that kind of they last, they can be heirlooms. And why does it matter? So I don't know about the heirloom stuff. I honestly, I will say like, if you get into wearing, some brands are very expensive and they are out of reach for a lot of families, including mine. Um, So I am really big into thrifting. And whenever I look for, like when I look at the tag, I always check for cotton, linen, wool, or silk. Those are natural they're made out of natural materials nothing you know like it's not a plastic or something and so the reason I like it is because well I mean think about like polyester polyester is made from plastic and then that's on your skin and your skin is your biggest organ and it's like rubbing against your skin constantly so don't you think that it could be affecting your skin. It could be absorbing some of those chemicals. And a lot of clothes are treated with a myriad of other chemicals like formaldehyde and 
I don't know. I go, I go into it deeper in my book, but so natural fibers breathe better. Um, mm-hmm. they like, what, what are you wanting me to, <laughs> sorry. Like, well, I don't what, know if this is a good conversation yeah. because I think that your point of that sometimes, so I learned about wool from my midwife. So this was the mm-hmm. statement, you know, I go in for my appointments. I, I know nothing and mm-hmm. I'm dragging my older kids in and they're having snacks. You probably just totally disapproved of. She never said anything. She was so sweet, but she had boys that were maybe five or six years older than my kids. And so she'd be like, oh, you know, I'm heading home. This one's running a fever. This one's sick. I'm going to put them in their woolens and rub oils on their feet. And I was like, (laughs) you are what? (laughs) What are you going to do? You know, I never said anything. Sure. Yeah. That is so weird. Why is she doing that? And so then I had three babies with her. So it was a long time where I I got to start to ask my questions and like, what, why woolens? And then they're $50 just for the shirt. So I was like, well, nobody, I mean, you go to Target, it's four bucks. Why would you spend $50 on a shirt? Well, then she did talk about that, their heirloom quality. And then when I went to learn about it more, there's interesting things about how, because they're made out of fibers, like wool can be twisted or bent, Mm -hmm. you know, let's say it's like 50,000 times before those fibers start to break, Mm -hmm. whereas Mm -hmm. cotton, it's 4,000. And so Mm -hmm. they last long and Mm they're antimicrobial and Mm -hmm. they help regulate your body temperature, which is a big thing up until I think around age eight. I don't think that kids can regulate their body temperature while hot or cold. Mm -hmm. And so wool, and I know some people are allergic to it, but wool helps. And because it's antimicrobial and -hmm. antibacterial, Mm -hmm. you don't have to wash it every day. You don't have to wash it as much, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you don't have to wash it much at all and it really keeps them warm. So we Mm -hmm. did sort of what you did. We didn't thrift, but we waited and then we bought like one shirt for every kid Mm -hmm. and then which was so much money is probably more than we'd ever spent on clothes ever. And mm-hmm. then we, but then we passed it down. Then the sure. next kid gets it. So then yeah. the next year, all I have to do is buy one new shirt. Mm-hmm. And then, well, and then we got some for free. That was fantastic. That was like when I'm like, I have hit the big time from chasing windmills. I'm throwing it out there because Sarah was amazing and her stuff is great. And she sent me, to, and I was like, <laughs> I remember telling my mom, like, I've made it in life. We got <laughs> some free under base layers, but you know, it's just something to be aware of, but a lot of people do thrift them. And I will buy, so I'll buy like for my kids, I'll buy an adult size wool sweater and then shrink it down. Mm-hmm. And my son has been wearing, he's actually worn the same wool sweater for like three years now, because at first I just rolled up the sleeves a little bit, you know, and he kind of grew into it. And you can also take wool and cut it. Like one thing I like to do is buy cashmere and then cut the sleeves off and shrink it down and make a little vest for them as a base layer. And so like there are workarounds, you know, and I'm a really thrifty kind of person. So I'll just figure out how to make it work. My kids, uh, when they were babies, wore wool socks as their gloves. Um, I remember one of my neighbors was like, are you just wearing socks on their hands? I'm like, yeah, it's what we've got. It's what we've got. We're just going with it because I have wool socks. So mm-hmm. that they're going to wear that. They Yeah. We live in this day where there's a lot of places that you can find used. And because wool has that quality where it lasts a long time, it's totally fine to buy. Or we trade. I've got a friend, we trade your kids in this size. You're going to wear this base layer for this Mm -hmm. year and I'm going to take your kids thing. And so Mm -hmm. as long as you have, I think as long as you have enough sets for your, and you only need one. 
that's mm-hmm. the other thing that was interesting. It's like almost a cost per wear. It's like if we're wearing this base layer pretty much almost every day. Have you heard mm-hmm. the saying that you should wear wool in any month with an R in it? Have you heard mm-hmm. that? I haven't heard that. So it's basically September to April. Isn't ah. that interesting? Like if you live yeah. where we live, where it gets cold. So, yeah. you know, cost per wear, you're wearing it. And it really does help when they get sick. I have come full circle. Well, and so, I mean, you look into, if you want to get real kind of hippy-dippy, look into fabric frequency. <laughs> I uh, that down. That was what, I don't know anything about it. Tell me. So fibers have a frequency. And so when it's touching you, you're like receiving that frequency. I know a long time ago, like hospitals used wool blankets because of the frequency within or linen. Linen has a frequency and apparently wool and linen's frequency cancel each other out whenever they're worn together. So you shouldn't do that because then it's just like a dead fiber. I haven't done a whole lot of research into it, but cotton, even cotton has a frequency and supposedly it can promote healing. I know a lot of people are getting into frequency healing, like actually using devices. I haven't gone there yet, uh, but I think, I yeah. mean, there's a little merit to it. It's I, it's kind of like earthing and grounding because you're trying to get the earth's frequency. So something to look into. I think that's something I'm interested in because they say, well, we all put off a frequency. And mm-hmm. that, that has to do with who you sort of bond with right away mm-hmm. and what frequency are they giving out? How can you lift your frequency? And mm-hmm. then I had heard a thing, all of the strange things I know is from my midwife. So she had told me that if you get, here we go, if you get a certain, um, like a bell, a, like a bell that has a certain frequency mm-hmm. and you ring it, I, I'll, I'm going to let you know what frequency it is because I actually, I bought one. <laughs> you ring it and then if the kid has broken a bone, then when you ring that frequency, somehow you'll know, I can't remember exactly how it works, but it was, a, it came from this doctor. He had like 15 kids and he like, didn't want to have to like rush to the hospital every time to know, is it a break or not a break? Sure. Is it a brain? And so you would ring, ring the thing uh-huh. <laughs> and it had a frequency and I have it and I don't. All right. Just writing this down. Next yeah. video idea, the bone breaking <laughs> bell. Yes. yes. Well, frequencies are interesting and that is super interesting about the wool and the linen canceling each other out. What a thing. This is what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. I want to know it. Yeah. If Even if it's weird, even if it's controversial, mm-hmm. even if it, people are picking sides. I don't know if people mm-hmm. are picking sides on frequency of fabric, but <laughs> I want to know about it. And I don't, I didn't know that. Last year, I learned a lot because I was like searching for content ideas. And mm-hmm. so I was like intentionally going down rabbit holes, trying to figure stuff out and learn about it. And I don't want to share stuff that's wrong, but I do want to like open people's eyes into looking into it further. And I think that's one thing that my videos do. I don't like necessarily explain things super deeply. It's sort of like, hmm, that's interesting. Maybe I'll look into that. So yes. you can kind of decide for yourself what you're more interested in. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know where I was going with that. I'm a terrible podcast guest. <laughs> well, I did write that down. 
No, you're great. I wrote it down on my notes because when I was looking back through the videos, this one came out of, it was like a homeschool trivia show for eight-year-olds. And <laughs> one of the questions was, what is the signature frequency of linen? <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, I don't know anything about that at all. So I wrote that one down and I loved it. Okay, so what about... um? Well, the MLM thing you hit sometimes, which I think is really funny because it goes along with the oils. And in that camping video, which I just loved, it was like the rich camper, the influencer camper, and then the real crunchy mom. And the, or I don't know what it was. There was like an MLM one, an MLM crunchy mom. And you're like, oh, the the Girl Scouts. The Girl (laughs) Scouts are an untapped market. I mean, they've been trained from a young age. I was a Girl Scout. You gotta, you have to have some guts to go up and ask about cookies. It's <laughs> great, an untapped market. Okay, so you hit. Okay, you do hit some things that are applicable to getting outside. So one of them, you have a video about not saying "be careful." Mm-hmm. What do you try and do instead? I mean, in that video, you would just like describe the environment. Mm-hmm. And it was great because it's like, I don't really know what to say. So I'm going to just say, you're in a tree. You're <laughs> up high. Because you want kids to trust their bodies. I mean, you want to give kids the confidence. You mm-hmm. don't want to scare them. And kids are way more able to do things than what we realize. I just saw a video of a like tiny baby doing a slack line. I mean, it had like a an extra handle, you know, but this mm-hmm. little baby was like working his way across and they had put it really high in the room. The dad was behind him, obviously, but kids are capable. They are really capable. And we don't want to take that away from them by making them nervous about things that they shouldn't necessarily be nervous about. Do dangerous things safely kind of, uh, you know, idea. So I find... I used to be way more like, whoa, you know, uh, nervous because of how I was raised and just what I was told was dangerous when it's not necessarily. I mean, some people think it's dangerous to go for a hike in the woods because you might encounter poison ivy or snakes or ticks or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I don't want that to stop us. So, um, yeah, the whole be careful thing. It's just teaching kids to have confidence to trust themselves and just be aware of their surroundings. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I, I don't know that I had never, whenever I made that video, it's because I saw a different video about someone saying like, don't say the words, be careful. And I was like, oh, I say that a lot. (laughs) This is awkward. (laughs) But then, you know, I make a change and I see, wow, this is hilarious that I'm like trying to scramble to come up with a different word because I don't want to say be careful, but that's really not what it's about. It's not about the words that you're using. It's about giving the kids the confidence they need, you know? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's hit one last topic, food. Well, that's such a large, large topic, but are there things in your book about food dye? A little. Yeah. A little. Okay. What about, do you have cooking things in your, so one of the videos I love was when Jason wanted you to make this apple tart something for the holidays and you're like, I'm too tired. And he's like, okay, I'll make it. And then he says, there's one, but there's only three apples. And you're like, no, they're in the stockings. <laughs> the apples are in the stocking. <laughs> so, so funny. You don't do that? Do you I'm, not put apples in your stockings, Jenny? Come on. <laughs> no, do you? Really? Do you yeah. really put apples in your stockings? 
That was the thing. You put you put it in the bottom of the stocking as the toe because that's what people used to get in their stockings. I mean, like my grandmother, she got an apple in her stocking, and that was it because it was or an orange. Really, I think oranges were. Well, there's a book about it. It's called An Orange for Frankie, and it's a really cute book. It's based actually in Detroit, so we have that one because it's like in our area, and you mm-hmm. wouldn't get an orange because it's. You know, if you live in Detroit, right. you're not getting citrus right. fruit from Florida. It's so far. Yeah. So that was a special thing. <laughs> well, we really do put fruit in our stockings. So no, but maybe I will, I guess. You put it in the toe. <laughs> you put it in the toe, yeah. To like help with the shape, just to, so that it hangs better. I mean. Or that's just the tradition. That's just the tradition. And <laughs> it kind of, it's, it's a pretty good filler. <laughs> It takes up a lot of space. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so this is a real thing. That's the thing about your videos. I guess you don't know. You don't really know. That's what I was saying. Like when I've met people, they're like, okay, I can't watch your videos anymore because I don't know what's real. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's fun <laughs> to keep people wondering. So you got, okay, so he can't find the apples. They're in the, They're literally in the toe of the stockings. And then he says, I can't find the butter. And you say, you have to make it. (laughs) (laughs) You have to make it. (laughs) And then he makes the thing. But making butter is so easy. I cannot believe that it's not more of a thing. I mean, you really just, have you made whipped cream? You take, you know, like the heavy cream. You haven't made whipped cream? (laughs) I have made butter. I've not made whipped cream. I know. Well, butter is just the stage past whipped cream. I mean, you're just like, I I use an electric mixer. Sorry to disappoint. But, you know, you're just like whipping it and then, whoa, there's whipped cream. You just keep going and then, bam, it's butter. Wow. And that's where buttermilk comes from. I mean, like, there's so many things. Yeah. I didn't. You know, you don't know until yeah. you know, and then you're like, oh. And then you're like, okay, this is actually way easier than I thought. So we started, yeah. I started making bread after I had this experience with the midwife. Mm-hmm. And so I started making bread and I just remember thinking, this is so easy. There's mm-hmm. only four ingredients. I just remember mm-hmm. my mind being blown that you can mm-hmm. make so many things out of flour, sugar, salt, and yeast water. Um, and yeah. water. I mean, I don't even know if water counts as an ingredient. Crackers. I mean, we make our own crackers too. It's Mm -hmm. so, it's so And the way, yeah. So is it easy to get raw milk in Kentucky? It is. Okay. So you technically have to buy like a share. Mm -hmm. And so you own the cow. Like you can't just walk into a grocery store and find raw milk. You own part of a cow and then you're paying for the service of the farmer milking the cow to give you part of your milk, you know, Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, that's how uh, it is in Michigan too. But then you do realize, I think when you go down that path, you realize that if you're using natural ingredients, then you get you get the whey if you make yogurt. You know, like when they say mm-hmm. eating their curds and whey, mm-hmm. I didn't even know what that was mm-hmm. until you start mm-hmm. using those different ingredients. So you're like, oh, mm-hmm. it's eye-opening. They're curds and mm-hmm. whey. Now I know what that is. And there's a funny video about you changing the words of all the different books. Oh, my <laughs> goodness, is that's one of my favorites. A comb and a brush <laughs> and a bowl full of sprouted organic oatmeal. I mean, that's, people have to look for that one. And then you say it's 1.45, it's time to transition to cooking dinner together. I'll do it. They're, they're great. They're so good. It does take a long time to cook food from scratch. I will say, yeah. I tell people, like, I have to be home by three o'clock 
because I have to start cooking. It does take, I mean, it takes time. Yeah. So there are sacrifices that have to be made. But when you look at like your screen time stats, the like average person, then they see how much time they're spending on their phone, looking at a screen, not actually accomplishing anything. It's kind of eye-opening to see that there's so much more you can do. And it does take some sacrifice. It takes some getting used to. But Mm -hmm. I think, you know, people, I don't know, you can do it. But I, I, and my book will, I think my book does a good job of kind of like my content, just sort of opening people's eyes to all these different possibilities. Because mm-hmm. when I was a new mom, I didn't even think about the amount of screen time my kid was going to have, you know, like it's very common here that people just sort of like prop a baby up with a phone. I mean, I see babies in front of iPads and screens and that's common because it is a way to pacify them. I mean, babies are Mm -hmm. kind of fussy and that stimulates them in a way that keeps them from screaming. And I understand like as a mom, it's really hard. Yeah. I have been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs when my immune system feels unsupported. And that's why. I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. And it makes me feel nourished and ready to face the day. As a parent, longevity is on my mind more than ever before. I wanna make sure I'm taking really good care of myself so I can continue to show up for the moments that matter with my kids. Every day, AG1 helps me build long-term health with daily nutrients that support brain, gut, and immune health. All it takes is one scoop a day, and I'm setting myself up for the long run. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and 5 free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash 1000. That's drinkag1.com slash 1000. Check it out. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So get started today and get after your goals. Some of the things we love about Factor are their two-minute meals. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Our kids love the pancakes, smoothies, and more. And there's a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, including midday bites. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And remember, to sign up and save, we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash outside50 and use code outside50 to get 50% off. That's code outside50 at factormeals.com slash outside50 to get 50% off. 
So I never even thought about those kind of things until my brother married this woman who, um, she was raised very crunchy. They live in Oregon and, uh, she was like raised in different kinds of communes. She's into like Waldorf education. She opened my eyes to a lot of things that I had never even heard of. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people aren't intentionally trying to make choices that are unhealthy. They're just kind of going with the flow of what they know, you know? Yeah. And it matters. It matters mm-hmm. because there can be ramifications from it. And so mm-hmm. it's one thing to make an intentional choice. It's another thing to not know and then to experience the ramifications. So I mean, we've had that in some of the choices that we've made with kids that have some different health issues that came out of choices that we made that mm-hmm. we talked about way earlier that are controversial, but that we didn't really know. And then you have sometimes lifelong ramifications. I've had people on the podcast that say, there's a lot of kids, preschoolers, that don't know how to play anymore. They say mm-hmm. you can't assume anymore that kids know how to play. So they'll talk about three-year-olds that will come into the office for the doctor's appointment or they're going to therapy appointment and they don't know to stack blocks mm-hmm. anymore and that these are new things. And so it's good to at least be made aware of Mm -hmm. some of the choices. And sometimes the adjustments are easy and sometimes they're not. Like you Mm -hmm. said, babies are fussy, kids are fussy. It's tricky, it's hard, it's long. But Mm -hmm. if we can make some of those adjustments, then the long-term health really benefits. And I think often for the whole family. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a cool part of parenting is that Mm -hmm. you make these changes that seem kind of laborious or kind of annoying. But then Mm -hmm. you're also like, well, my health is benefiting too. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be in this situation of getting outside, even for my own health, my own mental health, my own well-being. So, Mm -hmm. Emily, you're doing fantastic things. I so appreciate you you. coming on to talk about us. I love your content. Like I said, I like going to the YouTube, too, because then they're longer. You get a little bit more information. There's some backstory. There's fun things there as well. And your newsletter is great. People sign up at reallyverycrunchy.com. And when your book comes out in September, we're going to be talking about it uh, in order to pre-order. Pre-order for September. It's coming out next spring. That's a great time for a book to come out next spring. That's going to be awesome. Really very crunchy. And then the kids' book is called Imagine If. So people can be watching out for those. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for asking me on. I hope I answered all your questions. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was great. It was great. Thank you. There was, can I say, I know that you're like wrapping up. Um, There was you said you were going to talk to me about foraging and I was pumped because I wanted to. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. I've got it on my list. Foraging. Oh, really? Yes. It's on my list. You did morels. I don't know hardly anything about it. So tell us. So when I was a kid, there was this guy that, um, I guess I was more of a teenager. He was like the hot dad. Am I allowed to say that? Obviously Jason is way hotter than this guy ever was, but I was always so impressed. We went on a couple hikes. My family did not get out in nature very much. I watched a lot of TV, a lot of TV. But this guy like knew everything. He'd be like, oh, this is, you know, I can't even think of what he said, but he was so excited about all the things that he was showing us. Like he knew different kinds of trees and flowers. And I thought maybe like you just, either knew that or you didn't know that when I was a kid, you know, and I never knew those things. And growing up, like I said, watched a lot of TV. I didn't start learning things until I was a mom and I started reading through foraging books and seeing people make like dandelion tea. I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. We have dandelions. I could do that. And once you start identifying plants, 
then you can find them in nature. And one thing that I've gotten really excited about is the like ability to use Google photos to identify plants, which I know you need to like talk to someone who's really wise and adept at foraging, you know, like don't just rely on that to be your (laughs) identification. But I like to go out and see what we have instead of like, Mm -hmm. you know, looking through books and seeing all these different things and then looking for them. I like to see what we have and then trying to learn about what we have because I think that's an easier way to learn. And like I have foraged pawpaws. It's a fruit native to Kentucky. I don't Have you ever heard of them? I've heard of it. Never had one. They're delicious. It's kind of like a mix between a mango and a banana. It's so strange that it grows here and they are so delicious. But the way I learned to forage them was I was just looking up on a hike and I'm like, oh, what's that? Oh, you know, and then I like took it home and figured it out and learned that they were edible. But I just this year learned what pawpaw blossoms look like. So now when I'm like, hiking in the spring, I can be looking up for pawpaw blossoms so that I know where I can come back and forage pawpaws. And it Mm -hmm. just, it's like so exciting to be able to tell someone like, I mean, this is like the easiest thing to identify, but a may apple, you know, like, oh, it's a may apple. And people just don't know these little things. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even matter if you want to eat them. It's just really cool to know what it is, you know? It is. Oh, I love that story. I do get super into learning about medicinal properties. Not that I'm one of those, like, it's the end of the world. We better all figure out how to do this and that. I mean, I don't know. I can't tell you, but I would like to know if there's something I can chew on that would get rid of a cough, you know? like I mean, seriously, because we do the garlic clove. I had a, um, and you had a video about that. So we were outside. I, my husband traveled a lot for work. Uh, when our kids were younger. And so we were outside, we were maybe 30 minutes from our house at this really cool swim spot in the summer. And my oldest started screaming. I mean, we just, you know how much work it is to get your young kids outside. So we got into the spot, we're all set up, we got our food, all the things, everyone has life jackets, you know, towels, all of it. And he just starts screaming out of the blue that his ear hurts. And I was like, oh my goodness. So we had to make a mad dash out of there. And, you know, I'm packing up the car, call my midwife, because that's that's the name of a show. And also that's just what I do. And he's screaming. So I'm like, I, I have to take him to the hospital. You know, you, you don't, I didn't know anything else, you know? And she mm-hmm. says, well, she would always say, well, what, what are they going to do for him there? Well, first of all, you're going to have to sit and wait. You're not going to be seen right away. She was always like real, just wise and thoughtful of it. She said, if you take him home and you set a clove of garlic, organic, in his ear, and it fits right in there. It fits. Mm-hmm. It's like the perfect shape. And have him lay on the couch, and it was gone in an hour. It mm-hmm. pulled, gone. So mm-hmm. these things, it is amazing. There's one thing that comes up. I can't remember what it's called, but it comes up right around allergy season. It's like kind of purple on a little stalk. And it's like, if you eat nettle? that, some the nettle. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, the stinging, yeah, is it stinging nettle? Is it? I don't know. There are a few different kinds of nettle. Yeah. Yeah. That it can help with your allergies. So I like what you said. It's enriching your life and it seems silly, but our brains are wired for novelty and mm-hmm. each season brings these new things that you can find. And if you can find your novelty there, then you don't have to find it so much in scrolling through your phone. Like the May apples. I like finding milkweed. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
I get pumped about milkweed. I don't know what anything is, but and it's all green a lot of times, so it's confusing. Mm-hmm. But then I felt really accomplished when I could see milkweed. Like if we're mm-hmm. driving down the road and you see it in a ditch, and I know that mm-hmm. that's what that is, then you feel really good about yourself for whatever you know, reason. It just popped in my head, like you know, people are obsessed with playing Pokemon Go, right? I've never played it, but it's sort of like a finding, yeah. seeking kind of thing. I mean. That's sort of what foraging is. You're just spotting things, you know, and it's so exciting. And you're like leveling up. Oh, got my milkweed points, you know. Yeah. And then you look under the leaves. You can sometimes find the caterpillars and the little eggs. So there's so much out there. And I think that's one reason I get so excited about stuff is I didn't have that as a kid. So now as an adult, I'm experiencing those kind of things for the first time. And I get just so psyched with my kids. I have a a forest friends group. It's real. That part is real. I have forest friends on Friday. And um, when the kids are like spotting things or seeing a hole in a log, like I know the other moms are looking at me like, Emily, what are you doing? Because I'm like, look at this. You know, or like <laughs> finds an ant hill, and we're standing there. I'm like crouched down with the kids, like, oh, hello, little ant, come on. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so fun and so exciting. And I've never experienced those things, and I get to now, and I'm so excited about it. Aw, isn't that such a cool part about mothering? I think that there's mm-hmm. a lot of information out there, a lot of sentiment, I guess, that you lose yourself when you become a mother. And I have found the opposite. I think mm-hmm. that this is thrilling. The fact that you get to sort of do over again and learn new things in different contexts right alongside your kid is one of the most thrilling things and so enriching. So you, the, the message is beautiful. And I think if we're tying it back to the beginning where you talked about how there's a lot of that a lot of these things seem menacing. There's a lot of fear, right? Like chemtrails sound really scary to me. And there's a lot of fear because we don't really know what to do. But at the base of it, there is there is this lighthearted approach toward life, which is we're trying to figure it out. And it's fun. It is really fun to figure it out. It's fun to learn new things. And sometimes we may we mess up. And sometimes our kids have lifelong damage. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. I, I guess I don't know. It is. It's heavy and light. It's so such a bizarre topic, but you are tackling it with such an amazing comedic angle that really is helping people deal with these different things and explore and learn and figure it out along the way. So, okay, I, I forgot. I'm glad that we kept talking because I always end the podcast with the same question. And just like how you were in one video, not barefoot, I only have one video where I forgot to ask a question and then people got real upset. So the question I usually end with is, I always end with, except for one time, is what's a favorite memory from your childhood that was outside? Oh, goodness. <laughs> Let me think on it. Um, as I said, I watched a lot. Oh, uh, isn't it interesting, too? I think that's a really cool thing, too, Emily. Like, people can make changes. And I think that also gives hope. Like, what if we feel like, oh, we, we messed it up. We didn't do mm-hmm. to the level that we wanted to. But then here you've been able to make substantial changes. So, mm-hmm. well, okay. I did. I just thought of one. Okay. And it is so basic, but it sort of speaks to the simplicity of childhood, really, that we have stolen from kids. Um, 
My family's house, there were railroad ties separating the property next door, the people who owned the, it was just an open field, but they didn't want us going there because they didn't want to be liable for any damage. Like if we broke a leg while we were running in this perfectly flat to open field. Um, so there were these railroad ties and I used to pretend that I was a princess and I was trying to escape. And so I'd have to run along the railroad tie and they told us do not go in this property. And so like, it really was in my head that I cannot fall off of this railroad tie. So, I mean, I would just run back and forth on this railroad tie and those were like my fondest memories of playing outside. It was just running back and forth on this railroad tie. It was probably a hundred feet long, a line, just practicing my balance. You know, I mean, just using my imagination. Imagine if. Aww. It goes right along with your kids' book. Imagine if. I love that. And it was risky, a little risky. You're trying not to fall off. You're mm-hmm. learning to trust your body. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's really awesome. You know, everybody's responses are the most simple things. The most simple things. Someone said they would go to their, someone's property, they owned a farm, you know, they would travel to someone's farm, their aunt, and they would get a little cup of water out of the well. And it was always cold, you know, and and I'm like, this is whatever. I would walk home from school and it would be dusty and the dust would kick up into these billows. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is what people say. And so when you talk about, you know, that their childhood is being stolen for this bigger and better, it's like, that's Mm -hmm. not what kids want. Mm -hmm. They want simple. They'll remember simple. And that helps them to develop and grow. So I'm so thankful to know you. It's been cool that we met in person. That was cool. Honestly, the fact that you just knew my name, I'm blushing thinking about it. Just like you being like, you know, I actually have tears in my eyes. I'm a big fan. (laughs) Oh, I'm a big fan. It was just, yeah, such a treat to meet you in person last year at the Wild and Free Conference in Franklin. And I, like I said, I laugh and I cry watching your content because you do sprinkle in sometimes ones that are really sentimental that really do make you think. You have the one where you're talking about laying with your kids at night. And I know that's a controversial thing. Sleep training is a big one that comes up in your videos. And Mm -hmm. we had two kids that we sleep trained and I wish I could go back, you know, Mm -hmm talk about getting tears in your eyes but I didn't know so Mm -hmm. what you're doing really has a lot of power to help change people's life experience because then they're aware and then the other kids we didn't and I think parenting through the night does a lot for you too I mean it's all seen as a negative so often Mm -hmm. but you learn a lot I mean I mean for us I feel like you learn spiritually if you're Mm -hmm. a religious person or you you know you read the bible and he talks about a god that never slumbers you know Mm -hmm. then your then your eyes are opened to these different types of things and i think you learn you can do more than you thought you could and you're adaptable and flexible person so all of these things are are they're really important and so Mm -hmm. the way that you come at them with a light way but to approach the subjects so i can't wait to read your book i definitely will be pre-ordering and can't wait to talk about it when it comes out and hopefully we cross paths again soon Yeah, for sure. Can I say one more thing? You're going to have a time editing this together. It'll be great. Um, I just, I wish that people knew that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like you can make small incremental changes that make such a huge difference. I've noticed people in your comments before saying, well, how am I even supposed to get a thousand hours outside? Because I work and my kids go to school. But it's really not about getting a thousand hours. Like, I don't even track my hours. I know I've had like 
charts in the back and people have actually said that they've like stopped the video to zoom in to see where I am on my thousand hour journey. But it's not about that. It's just taking the opportunities to get out or taking the opportunities to make a healthier meal. Like it can be the smallest changes. You don't have to radically transform everything and throw everything away. It can just be a little bit at a time. Little by little, a little becomes a lot. And I just hope people get that from my book and get that from this podcast. And I think you have expressed that before. I think I've seen your reply. Mm -hmm. Like, well, it's not really about a thousand hours. It's about whatever you can do. But people think like you have to, you know, like Mm -hmm. you have to do this big grand. It has to be huge. And it doesn't. Yeah. I always say, even if you fail, you win. Yeah. And I think that that sentiment applies to all of this, kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the tricky part, right? Some of it, there are consequences. But the point is, I think awareness and intentionality. And sometimes if you're aware, if you weren't aware before, you can't make a change. But when you are aware, then yeah, you can make a different choice. You can say, look, we're going to, it's warm out. We're going to eat dinner on the porch and know that that's good for your eyesight. That's going to give your chance, your eyes a chance to relax. It's going to help with the myopia and that type of thing. So I'm right there with you. Small changes make big differences and it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Even if you mm-hmm. fail, you win because you grow and you learn. Mm-hmm. And that's, that that's even exemplified in your story too, of starting with these videos in South Korea. I mean, you could never have imagined. Mm-mm. And isn't that the cool part of life? I think we want to know. I think we want to be able to control it all. I want to know mm-hmm. what's happening in five years. But when you don't know, that makes it all the more special. How could you have ever imagined from South Korea to book to author? Yeah. Oh, no, not at all. One yeah. billion views in a year. People also, one thing I really hate about social media is that it only shows the glamour in things. Like even people I know are struggling and working hard they can still just show the beauty. You don't see the pain. My husband and I lived in an RV for a year. And when I tell people that, I don't tell them that, well, sometimes I do. I do. <laughs> but we were park hosts when we were doing that to pay for our spot at campgrounds. So a lot of times hmm. we had, so we had to commit like, 20 hours of working and because we did this before it was kind of popular for young people to be doing it it was in uh 2012 when we started our journey so whenever we went to parks we were the youngest and they really took advantage of that and instead of like checking tickets at the gate they're like oh you should be shoveling fire pits or cleaning the bathrooms, you know, which was, that's Mm -hmm. great because we were able and a lot of the other park hosts were like in their seventies and eighties and they just physically couldn't do that. So a lot of my time was spent in state park bathrooms, scrubbing toilets, but that doesn't even matter. You know, like I still got to go see and do all these amazing things. And I think people don't realize that there are opportunities to do those things. Maybe you have to work a little bit harder because you can't afford to just travel and go, you know, you have to make it happen. And so that's one thing that I feel like discourages people because if they want to start homesteading or whatever, they can't make it look like the squares on Instagram, but you can still grow strawberries in some 
falling down logs, you know, <laughs> like yeah. it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be beautiful. And you can still have the wonderful experience that goes along with it. Wow. Well, I think, and then you miss, I think what we're all missing is we're missing the work behind the success. And mm -hmm. so then it makes you think this is so easy to be successful. But if you listen to that story where you go through and you have that Mr. Cool video on YouTube and you're talking about what well, Jason's been doing videos for 10 or 15 years or however long, and mm -hmm. that's a long time. Mm -hmm. That's a long time. So, mm -hmm. you know, you look at someone and think, okay, well, they seem like they're an overnight success, but no, it's mm -hmm. not true. I don't think it's ever true. There's mm -hmm. always a backstory. There's always work that goes along with it. And so this has been a treat to get to know some of this stuff with your story, you know, to dispel some of those myths that people work hard. Mm -hmm. People work hard. They have a path mm -hmm. towards success and I don't think anybody just magically gets there. So that's encouraging too. It's because sometimes I think we can see other people's lives and be like, if we attribute it to luck or we attribute it to just, oh, it just happened for them, then we may not try as hard or we may mm -hmm. feel discouraged. But to know mm -hmm. that everyone's got a backstory, everyone's got a path, you know, that your life, you know, it would seem if someone came in now, they'd be like, oh, what a glamorous life. Her husband works from home. He's part of their mm -hmm. business. Right. But it's like, well, you've lived in uh, so many different places and you've lived in an RV. So, you know, you start to get that glimpse of what's going on in the background and you're like, OK, no, there's always that backstory and hard work that goes into things. Mm -hmm. So congrats. Congrats on your book. Congrats on your followers. Congrats on the one billion views. It's really, I'm sure for you, for everyone, it's like what's to come We nobody knows, but it's exciting to think about. And we've had some opportunities come up, people reach out to us about certain things and then we get like all hyped and excited and then they decide not to go through with it. And so, you know, like we experience disappointment. So this has taken forever. I hope they, I'm sorry. I'm sure that you, no, have, you have to start cooking your dinner. See. That's a <laughs> start dinner. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, no, that's another huge pro of getting your kids outside and like not becoming reliant on screens. You can be like, hey, go play outside. Yeah. We live out in the country. We are in a neighborhood, but like our road, you would only go down it if you live in this neighborhood. And yeah. so I like I tell my, my kids, like, just go outside and they know how to play outside. And wow. so it's super convenient Mm -hmm. Obviously, I use it responsibly, but um, they have boundaries and we have a dog. So she barks if anybody comes up. Winnie. Yay, Winnie. This is exciting. Yeah. So thank you. This was fantastic. I loved every minute of it. And I was just really thrilled to get to know you a little bit better and just thrilled to know you at all. What a treat. So I love it. Well, same here. It's awesome. All Bye, right, Jenny. Bye, <laughs> Bye Emily. So much.
If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy The Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of The Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy.